dirty. Can I see? What is that from? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you... Oh, that's from Grace Helbig. <laughs> I just don't know that you can hear that. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? It's probably the stupidest thing I've done with this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and we say dumb stuff. <laughs> oh, gross! <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, it's so loud in my headphones. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> Those puppies are clean. <laughs> Those got are clean, clean teeth. teeth. <laughs> oh, guys. Just apple cinnamon Cheerios. Just scrubbing my teeth clean while I snack Whoa. on those before you come over. Yeah. God, I love apple cinnamon Cheerios. Those do sound good. Those so good. Should we start the show? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. Guys, we record these back to back. Every other week, you're going to get some silly you're stuff. You're going to get some silly episodes. <laughs> you're oh going to get some goof stuff. And any yeah. other updates? Anything else? No. I'm trying to think if I have updates. Mm. Also, guys, we have to think of updates two times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> some weeks, we might have some. Like, I wrote them down for the first one, but then. I know. What did I write? feel like it's still pretty good feel like everyone's still appreciating the the new oh, yeah. format are you guys the... still liking the new format it's now 2020 we're going to continue it yep it's very helpful obviously you now know that we are recording in the future right past yep but it helps <laughs> it helps us live our lives yeah it is better it does it truly, so, oh it it gave us some breathing room yeah for sure for real yeah so we could write live edit uh, and still do our everyday life yeah, stuff. Yeah, because, you know. You got to work. You got some bills to pay. I got to yeah. keep a kid and two puppies alive. Yeah. They're still doing good, everybody. Everyone's alive. Everyone's alive. Husband's still here. Still married. Wow. I no still have a boyfriend. Each other. Still have a boyfriend. Things Everything's are good. good. Yeah. It is. Things <laughs> are good. Things are bright. <laughs> so bright. <sighs> got to wear sunglasses all the time because just, just my life so is bright. so bright. The land <laughs> The sun never sets in the land of the cool. That's right. <laughs> Don't you know? Oh, my God. Can you get that printed on a T-shirt? <laughs> the land never sets in the... The sun the never sets. The land never sets. No, Rachel, you can't. I said that the first time. <laughs> we both said it wrong. The sun never, never sets, sets in the land of the cool. I like that. Yeah, it's very cool. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever watch that movie Cool World? No. It like came out in the mid-90s. has Brad Pitt in it. And he, it like, gets thrown into this universe where there's, like, cartoon characters. Hmm. But it's, like, a, like, adult movie. That, and I was like, I'm going to watch it when I'm older. Oh. You just wait and see. I'm not allowed to see it now because I'm nine. Oh. But I will watch it. And, and I did, did watch, watch it? it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was silly. Oh. But I was still so happy that I got to watch it. I was like, yes. Another week of don't see it, guys. <laughs> Just Google the stock photos. Cool world. Oh, my God. No, yeah, you know what I did watch that I actually did like this weekend? What? Was Instant Family. Instant Family? It's with um Mark Mark Wahlberg. Is that his name? I do Mark love Wahlberg. Mason, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And um, what's her face? Uh, Rose uh, from Bridesmaids. The one that's a bitch. Rose Byrne. Yeah. I love her. The two of them are a couple and they adopt three kids. Have you not seen the preview for that? No. It was really, really cute, the previews. I kept seeing them, and they looked so good. But it's finally on Hulu. Okay. But it was so cute. I so, guys, if you're in the mood, 
for a non Chris. Well, sorry, it's not Christmas anymore, <laughs> so it's over. Um, the the uh to piggyback off of what you were saying, what uh-huh. I did start watching was a Marriage Story. Is that oh, what it's called? I did. Yeah, with Scarlett uh, Johansson yeah. and Adam Driver. Yeah, I, I want to watch see that. anything Adam Driver does. Ugh, love anything. Him. Love I him love so him. Much. That's on Netflix, so guys, if you're interested. A couple Christmas since ago, he was like doing something with Budweiser because he's like an ex-Marine. Uh-huh. And um, he was doing – he paired with Budweiser and they were doing this like giveaway of like a bunch of money towards uh-huh. uh, veterans who like pro- couldn't yeah. work anymore due to injuries that they sustained while fighting. Uh-huh. And uh, – his commercials and like the little minisodes that they would do were like 10 minutes long. And I YouTubed like every single one of them. Cause I was like, I cannot believe this. Oh he's just gosh. so thoughtful. And it's I like, know. he's such a good dude. Right. Like he's just very like calm into himself, but like also really good dude. He's just a good dude. Also in star Wars guys, do you see it? Right. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. I have a small child. <laughs> well, it's not out yet. <laughs> so there's that a lot of mixed reviews. I guess we'll know by now if it was a, uh, Widely. It's going to be great. You know, I know it's, it's the end and, you know, people are upset. They don't want it to end. People are not okay with things changing or ending. I'm not done. <laughs> I feel that way. But yeah. So anyways, some recommendations. Yeah. Go watch Instant Family and Marriage Story. I started it and then I wasn't in the mood for uh, something serious yeah because it's pretty serious yeah that's what i've heard but you want to pay attention and you want to know what's going on and like yeah i got i have to like watch something like that when everyone's asleep yeah it's like nobody talk to your attention yeah actually watch yeah for sure yeah so i haven't started it yet but it's on my list do it and i'll do it we'll all do it collectively go watch schitt's creek be doing it (laughs) new season starts in january it probably has started now actually I'll have an update for you guys if I have started watching it again. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) But what I have done is written another story for you. Yay! The crowd erupts. Oh, my God. It's been a while since we've made the air horn sound. That's true. I mean, we did do it last week, but. Did we? (laughs) (laughs) Because I thought about it. I was like, oh, the air horn. (laughs) So good. Still a great piece of work done by your brother. 100%. Right? 500%. We need more fan art. Yeah, guys. What the fuck? (laughs) That's on you. Start showing that you love us again. Okay? Yeah. Can you please? We'll start start making merch. We'll make buttons. Let's not big pick promises. (laughs) (laughs) I will ask for – I'll just get a button maker. Yeah. We'll just start – Throwing him at people's Perfect. houses. Yeah. Perfect. So I don't know why, but I never thought to research this topic slash true crime case sooner. Like, why Why didn't I think of this? But I stumbled across this case and wow, it's an oldie. It's, it's old. And it paved a new course for conviction against criminals, even if a big part of the evidence that's needed is missing. You see, when a murder or a missing person situation happens, the truest, most hardest evidence a detective can have is a body. The body will show the proof of the events of what happened to them. It will most likely have DNA on them from their attacker, like 
blood, spit, semen, or whatever's found underneath their fingernails, mm-hmm. like you mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. And it'll help prove, you know, who done it. I am going to tell you about Robert Le- Robert Robert Leonard Ewing Scott. He's got a real long name. So we're wow. gonna call him Leonard. And how he was convicted for his wife's murder. Her name is Evelyn Throsby Scott. So he was convicted for her murder, but they never actually found her body. It's a bodiless murder case, if you will. Yeah. Like the Powell murder. <clears throat> it's just Haunts one of the, me. it's like, it's creepy. It haunts me when that happens. Ugh. I know. It's just, ugh, you never, because you never get that like solid. Susan like, Powell, yes. where are you? Where did you go? <clears throat> Lost and gone forever. So sad. Yeah. One day they'll be found. They have to be by a hiker or something. Something. Yeah, this this happened a while ago, but it's it's pretty insane. Okay. Evelyn Throsby was born May 11th, 1892. What? Yes, almost 130 years ago. Whoa. She has been married four times. The Whoa. first two dissolved in divorce and the last two, both husbands passed away. Wow. Don't know what happened, but it was nothing fishy. Everything was fine. Okay. She shared the last names with Kiernan, Lewis, Petit, and Mumper before she went back to her maiden name, Throsby. The two husbands who passed away, they left her some pretty decent money, and with the help of some financial advisors, she invested and gained quite a bit of wealth because of it. Like, she's smart, and she's not afraid to, like, risk it in the sense that, like, yeah, I'm going to make some money off my own money. Wow. But that's shit in a money market account. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Interest. <laughs> uh, Leonard Scott was born July 27th, 1897. Unsure if he was previously married. I think he was. But we don't care and we don't like him. Oh. He comes off as a likable person to mm-hmm. some, but a con man to most. Oh. He talks a big game. He tells his peers at parties that he's an investment banker. He even hands out his own business cards. But yet, the man does not earn a paycheck for that line of business. Mm. He even says his second job is a land developer, yet makes no money on that either. Mm. Also, he made an attempt to become a published author, and he wrote a book called How to Fascinate Men, a Handbook for Women. Insert biggest... I roll ever. Truly. That's what I feel like I did. Get out of here. Just Uh, rolled my eyes so hard they almost fell out of my head. Boom. Ridiculous. I read from one source that he tried to print the book himself and he ran out of money. Good. Because he couldn't find a publisher. But somewhere else I read that he did find a publisher, but he never paid them any of the money that he owed them for printing his book. So the company kept every page. Oh, Uh, wow. That company was the Wolfer Printing Company. And I think he had like over $6,600 worth of debt, like back, I don't know, in the 40s, 30s, like whenever he tried to make this, like that's a lot of fucking money. I need to know what that changes into, at least $30 million. It's something. But he just walked away from it and said, didn't pay it. Wow. Like a douchebag. The line of work that he was in was he was a clerk in a paint store. Not all of these other great, wonderful things that he says he does. Got it. In 1949, the two meet at a social gathering and they hit it off. 
And so, like, they're in their 50s by 1949. Like, so they're weird. older. Isn't that like, kind of crazy to think about? Yeah. yeah, I was born in 18. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I invert those numbers? I did not. Nope. That was so interesting. Yeah. So Leonard- People lived. Did you know that? <laughs> People were born and lived before we were born. They had lived. cars. <laughs> they had cars. They had lives. They wore shoes. They went to work. So weird. They may have even had pets. They had kids. <laughs> and then we were born after those kids. Oh, my gosh. This reminds me. I have to send you this link my friend Liberty sent me. It's this. Um, it's like as if an alien was super obsessed with like the human race. Like uh-huh. they would write about like all these fun facts about humans. Oh, and yeah. humans are super adorable. And here's why. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. That just reminded me of that. I'll send it to you. It's <laughs> okay. Because so oh it's like. Humans like to leave their nest and visit other humans' nests just for fun. It's like <laughs> oh going God. over to someone else's house yeah. and going home. Or like owning a pet. <laughs> they own things. They don't even realize that that pet is not the same as them. <laughs> they treat it like family. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my it's God. really great. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they're in their 50s in 1949. Weird. Leonard is pretending to be wealthy while Evelyn is actually wealthy and she's Mm. worth nearly a million dollars. Whoa. That's like $10 million today. It's like a hundred billion dollars, (laughs) guys. That's a lot of money. A million billion dollars. Whoa. It's a lot of money. A million. (laughs) We won't even see a million, some of us, in our lifetime. No. And she had that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. She had it. Based off of just money that she invested, that she grew. Wow. Based off of what was left for her. Like, pretty bananas. Women, am I right? Smart. (laughs) (laughs) They end up getting married in Mexico, although there's another source that says Las Vegas, so there's that. But either way, they get married. Okay. They move into her Bel Air home in Los Angeles. Ah, shit. Bel Air be rich as fuck forever. This woman rich. Yeah. Whoa. So, Bel Air, L.A. We will never, we can't even drive into that neighborhood, I don't even think. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's like certain house, like housing areas in LA yeah. that are so fucking rich that like you can't even drive around them. No. Later that year, and with each year that they were married, totaling five years, the more troubling and toxic their relationship became. Leonard would constantly tell Evelyn that he was an incredible investor and he could help her way more than her fastidious and trusted financial advisors could. And he would keep pushing her to let her take over the reins of her finances until her arm was twisted enough. And she said, okay, fine. Yeah, you can. She fired her friend and her longtime secretary simply stating she doesn't need that sort of work done for her any longer that Leonard, her husband was going to take over everything. Mm -hmm. And, It seemed a little odd, but she was like, okay, like, we'll see how this goes. And then Leonard would later get into arguments with a broker of hers, of Evelyn's, and then he closed Evelyn's investment accounts and wanted everything liquidated. What? Yeah. So he just wanted to, like, have control over it so he could liquidate it, take all the cash from it, and keep it. Wow. Leonard was also an abuser, Mm. physically and slanderously, for instance. When the couple returned home from their honeymoon, the cook in the kitchen heard a loud noise upstairs. 
The next day, Evelyn had a slight bruise on her cheek. She tried to shrug it off, and she mentioned that she fell over, but Leonard was more upfront about it, and he told the chef that he, quote, just slapped the wind out of her, end quote. (gasps) He's awful. Leonard also wanted to see what Evelyn was up to every second of every day. He just wanted to spy on her and have her watched all the fucking time. So, like, that's normal. And he tried to rope that same cook into his plans. He wanted her to eavesdrop on Evelyn's phone calls and, you know, see what she was up to. But when the cook was like, no way, Jose, she was fired. Wow. Evelyn would show up to family events with bruises on her and fucking Leonard. He would just tell people that Evelyn was an alcoholic. A straight-up sloppy drunk who was just a problem to be around. Mm. It's like she's not being crazy at parties. She's not stumbling, falling over. Nobody else has any of these complaints. But he's just like, yeah, she's a drunk. Like, don't let her fool you. She's a drunk. And then he started telling people that she's falling very ill. That's why she's drinking so much because she doesn't know how to cope. Yikes. But her friends would ask how she's feeling, and she's like, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. Stop asking. I'm fine. Wow. Leonard told people that she had cancer, so that's why she was drinking so much. She has unhealthy coping mechanisms and needed help. But she doesn't have cancer. Her personal doctors would attest to this. She's not sick. She's not ailing. She doesn't have cancer, and she's not an alcoholic. But Leonard wasn't giving up whatever goal he had set in his mind, and he started pushing the lie that, well, if she doesn't have cancer, then maybe she's mentally ill. Like, Uh, go eat a dick. Like, get out of here, Leonard. Wow, just gaslighting everyone. Yeah. Evelyn's brother Raymond was pretty darn open about how much he hated Leonard and how no one should trust him even before they got married. He had this gut feeling about it and straight up told his sister that he's bad news. She told him to mind his own beeswax and she went on with her life, not knowing how right her brother was. Mm. It's May 16th, 1955, and the couple goes into town to test drive some new cars. Leonard, being the showy man that he is, tells the salesman that they are thinking about moving abroad to go live overseas, you know, maybe live in Spain. That night... Leonard goes out to get a can of tooth powder, you know, toothpaste. When he returns home that night, Evelyn is gone. (gasps) And that's the last day that anybody sees Evelyn. Wow. Rather than calling the police or searching for himself, he does nothing. The next day, he calls the salon where Evelyn has an appointment and he cancels it. See, Evelyn's the type of woman who will go and get her hair cut every six weeks. So she just schedules everything in advance and she has all of her longstanding appointments already set up. They just know when Evelyn's coming in. So he cancels every single one of those outstanding appointments. Whoa. That's not weird or anything. That's not like, that should be the last thing on your mind. (laughs) Like her appointments, who cares? Yeah. So it's like something's... Someone doesn't want someone... Asking questions about something. (laughs) (laughs) Good sleuth work right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know stuff. (laughs) I know something about someone. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, of course, that's not all. He forges her signature on a card that allows him access to her safe deposit boxes at the bank. At first, the employees are like, no, sir. 
not happening. You're not mm. coming back here. You're not touching her safe deposit boxes. Oh, wow. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah. But then Leonard is like, here, she signed this card. She's really ill. She can't come in to make off make this deposit, so I have to do it for her. So they let him in. And usually when you have, like, your safe deposit box, like, you're doing your stuff, like, on your own. Like, there's video cameras. Yeah, yeah. But you're mm-hmm. alone doing your thing. Yeah. So the guy loots the place. He, like, goes through her safe deposit boxes and takes the money out of them. Oh, boy. And then he fills the boxes with envelopes of sand to keep the weight distributed to make it seem like there's money in these boxes, even (gasps) though he just stole everything. Whoa. Yeah. And then he leaves and goes and opens up new bank accounts and starts depositing large sums of money in his name only into these accounts. Whoa. Like the same day? Yeah. Wow, they were like, sir, you went in there with such empty pockets. I, I wonder now if you he wanna... had like a briefcase or like a uh, bag maybe. with him and he was yeah. able to like do the switch. I'd like to open an account now. <laughs> what yeah. did you do before? Just comes in with like fistfuls of yeah. money. <laughs> Comically. Yeah, fistfuls. exactly. Just pulls him out of his, com- out of his oh pockets. God. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a sly little fox, this one. Wow. So he goes on to cancel the insurance on Evelyn's jewelry because i mean if your jewelry is worth that much money you have it insured just in case you lose it or yeah a stone gets but why lost do you cancel it right i was thinking that like he would commit insurance fraud yeah exactly. that, like all our shit got stolen yeah and now he needs the money back but yeah he just canceled the insurance so. interesting but he was going day by day taking the steps to remove evelyn from his life but he'd never never he's not upset that she's gone yeah he's just like Woo! getting all his ducks in a row yeah it's a little odd evelyn had a driver and a handyman that was there kind of like part-time and leonard fired that driver on may 30th so like it's only been two weeks that evelyn's been missing and he fires the driver okay he tells the driver that evelyn is ill and that she had gone east to help to go get help for her illness and that he was basically just closing up the house so he could, you know, get all everything in order and he would follow her to wherever she was, where she got help. Okay. In the summer, their housekeeper was like, yo, where's my boss? Like, where's the missus? I haven't seen her. Mm -hmm. And Leonard told the same story of Evelyn being sick, leaving to go find help. But the housekeeper knows Evelyn and she's wondering why would she leave without her favorite dressing gown or her clothes? Or her toiletries. Or mm. her makeup. So to shut her up, Leonard gives her purses and scarves and dresses of Evelyn's. And he just stuck to his story. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Here's some goodie bags. Wow. Leave me alone. And they're like, yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. Around June, so the following month, Leonard told Evelyn's close friends that she had gone to a sanitarium to go get help. He doesn't like say the name of the place or exactly where she is. Mm. But she left to go get help on her own. And then when her friends would like come in and kind of do like wellness checks, see how Evelyn was doing, if he heard from her and see how he was doing, he just stopped answering the door. Like they knew he was home. They knew people were there, but he would just never answer the door for her friends anymore. Wow. In July, Leonard started seeing a new woman named Harriet Livermore. When she asked about his wife, he told her that she's an alcoholic lesbian that abandoned him when he went to go run an errand for her. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? And 
They haven't legally divorced yet because he wants to wait seven years to declare her legally dead. What? What? Why seven years? Why did nobody catch this back in 1955? What? Like, he says that she abandoned him and left, but Mm -hmm. yet he wants to wait to declare her dead? Like, how do you... But wouldn't... This all contradicts everything we've ever heard in every story. Yeah. Like, when somebody kills someone, they they want them declared ASAP. Yeah. They want to get money from any avenue they can. Yeah. It's like, why seven years? Do you get max, like, insurance? You can't declare somebody legally dead and get life insurance money on them unless you have a death certificate or proof of that person being dead. So So so. they'll allow up to seven years. And if you don't hear from this person – know this person okay. they're still gone they've they've still because technically yeah she's not dead she's she's missing right mm, so okay. i don't know if that was i don't know it was just weird but if someone went oh yeah she abandoned me but i'm waiting to declare her dead that's why we're not getting a divorce it's like what <laughs> wait a second that's fishy yes that's a little weird so nothing was said to the police i guess maybe it was just like missed somehow yeah weird it's just weird i have questions harriet did not have questions but she was finally like okay you're making me feel uncomfortable when he invited her to travel to guatemala and she declined she's like no thanks i'm good i'm just gonna stay here in la (laughs) wise woman yeah leonard moved on and met another woman a month later named marion beeman where's he meeting these women i don't know just all these women are like, yeah. He's still got that like. Well, he probably has money too. He, yeah, he's got all money. Evelyn's money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he meets Marianne and she is a f- frequent stayer at the Bel Air mansion that he's living in. Mm. Yeah. So he's just like, she's coming over. They're having sleepovers, braiding she's each other's hair and shit. Games. <laughs> yeah. Playing, playing. T- Twister. Is <laughs> that a game? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. They did do the twist back then. <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. That's what it was. They were doing the twist. <laughs> <laughs> and she had no problem traveling with him. They traveled all around the neighboring California states. And they stayed in Vegas together months later. And they stayed together as Mr. and Mrs. Whoa. And Leonard gave Marianne a bunch of really nice jewelry that belonged to Evelyn. Mm. Evelyn's brother, Raymond, remember him? Mm-hmm. He wasn't just her brother. He was her personal attorney. And he is, like, super smart, like, understands how to read all oh, this legal shit. jargon. Like He knows, knows. what she is. <laughs> <laughs> and not Patagonia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got this. He's smart. <laughs> and so he already hated Leonard. He knows that he's hiding something because no one has seen Evelyn for like six months or heard from her. It's weird. Oh, wow. That's a really long time. Yes. And all Leonard says is Evelyn's just not doing well in the sanitarium. Like, that's it. It's like, okay. When Raymond asks Leonard where his sister is, Leonard tells him that she's out getting drunk. He's been telling everybody for months that she's getting help and then tells the brother that she's out getting drunk. Like, Mm. no. This... 
is months and months later, these stories do not add up, and Raymond takes this information and files a missing persons report with the police in March of 1956. Evelyn has been gone without a trace for 10 months. Wow. 10 months. That's a long time for a family to finally be like, where is she? Yeah. Like, geez. It's weird. I don't know if the brother was trying to, like, find some information on Leonard before yeah, maybe. going to the police or... Maybe it took the police that long to get it started. I don't know. Just to take his word. Right. So the cops go to the house and they do some heavy digging into what could have happened to find any clues about her disappearance. And within a few days, they find some answers in their backyard. (gasps) Oh, no. Police are thinking, okay, Evelyn is more than likely dead because in the bushes in the backyard... You know, those oleander bushes. They find Evelyn's dentures that help like hold her teeth in and her glasses buried near a dirt pile of ashes. The backyard has an incinerator. No. I'm unsure how big it is, but nearly two dozen fasteners, buckles and fabric are found in the incinerator ash along with Evelyn's black cigarette holder. Why are her teeth, her glasses, and the buckles from her clothes and her cigarette holder in the incinerator ashes? Leonard. Why is that? Leonard. Leonard. (laughs) Just felt like it was such an appropriate name to go by for this story. You have some explaining to do, Leonard. Leonard. Police questioned him about Evelyn, and he says that she left, she abandoned him, and that he found her car abandoned just a few streets away. And then he admitted he spent a lot of time cleaning her car. Because, you know, the birds shit all over it. But he, like, cleaned her car. Like, like inside and out. Yes. I'm sure. Bleach. You bleach that paint. That's right. To get that bird poop out, don't That's you guys right. know? It's the only way you can get it off. It's the only way. <laughs> There's literally no, no other, other way. <laughs> they asked him about her safe deposit boxes because he was the last one to open them. And the bank found envelopes of sand in them and not Evelyn's money when they went to go do a looky-loo mm. check to see if everything was okay. Yeah. He didn't have an answer for this one. So he was arrested for forgery and theft. He winds up posting bail and he fled to Canada. He was on the lamb. For the next year until about April 1957, when this idiot crosses back into the U.S. to go to Detroit to buy a car. And then when he tries to go back into Canada, mm. Canadian customs were like, yo, you're not allowed in here. Hey, <gasps> we're sorry. <laughs> you were sorry. arrested. We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Gotta go back to America. That's right. So, yeah. So he got sent back. And while he was away in Canada, a grand jury had taken the evidence that was found in his home, and they indicted Leonard for the murder of Evelyn. Wow. The trial went on for 11 weeks, and there was a mountain of circumstantial evidence against Leonard Scott, but there is no actual hard evidence. No, how they say, corpus delecti. There isn't even a body to prove that Evelyn is dead or that a murder ever even happened. But... Her belongings in the ashes seem a little bit too suspicious to let it go. And the fact that he never called the police and that he was dating other people and giving away all her jewelry and cleaning her car with bleach. (laughs) The bird poop. It's just the bird poop, you guys. 
Raymond Leonard Ewing Scott is found guilty of first-degree murder on December 21st, 1957, wow. and the jury rejected the death penalty and awarded him with life in prison because they didn't have the body. Oh, I was like, hi, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so they're like, okay, we don't have a body, but we know you did it, so instead of giving you the death penalty, here is life mm. in prison. Yeah. Well. He tried to appeal his conviction due to corpus dialecti, which is hard evidence to prove that this murder ever even mm-hmm. occurred. But it was overturned. Yeah. It's no appealed conviction for you. But wait, there's more. Ooh. I didn't find out exactly why, but 21 years in prison. After that, he still maintains his innocence. And even though he has life in prison as a sentence, Leonard gets out of prison in 1978. The Canada? Canada, right? No. What? Oh, in California. Why did I think Canada? Because we were talking about Canadians. <laughs> and they're just so what? nice. They'll just let you out of jail early. Well, because they're all about um, rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. He gets let out of prison in 1978. No, I don't like that. So he's out. He's a free man. He, like, it's just, it's weird to me. Officials tried to get him out of prison in 1974 by attempting parole. But he says that he refused to be suckered by their offers to admit guilt and to take their parole. Yeah. And he just stayed put in prison. Like, they were trying to get him out. They're like, dude, like, you could go. And he's like, no. Because he just didn't like the way that the courts were trying to do it. He felt like they were trying to trick him. And he's 81 years old when he gets out. And he lives off of Social Security. He has an apartment um, in the L.A. area. And he gets in contact with a reporter from the New York Times who covered his trial and was writing a book called Corpus Dialecti. Mm. Her name, I really hope I'm not, like, butchering that either. It's Italian, and I just can't do it. So, sorry. Corpus? Corpus? Not Corpus. Dialecti. Dialecti? Dialecti? That's the word. Mm Mm-hmm. Her name is Diane Wagner, the Mm. reporter. Okay. He continued to maintain his innocence, still proclaimed he was wrongly accused. But in August of 1984, he calls Diane and tells her he has something important to tell her. And he stated his name. He knew he was being recorded. And he tells her, yes, I did it. I killed my wife. (gasps) Because he double jeopardy. Yeah. You can't charge him again. And he's like near death. So he's like, okay, fine. I did it. (gasps) He says that they were in Las Vegas. He hit her on the top of the head with a rubber mallet just once, but it was enough to kill her. He rolled her body up in a carpet and buried it in the Las Vegas desert before returning home to Los Angeles. He expressed no remorse. He bragged that he was so smart because nobody found her body. Yeah. He wasn't so smart. He couldn't stay out of prison for 20 years. Yeah. It feels like part truth and part lie. Yeah. Maybe he did kill her by hitting her in the head with a rubber mallet. But several neighbors back in 1955 remember that the smoke was coming from the house and the awful smell coming from the Scott's backyard incinerator. Mm. And they still believe that that is how he covered his tracks and disposed of Evelyn's body. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Another reporter reads this confession in her book. And so... This other reporter, Tom Towers, he goes to ask Leonard some questions. 
Leonard is now in a convalescent hospital because he's so damn old and falling mm. apart. Yep. And when he's asked about Diane Wagner, he claims, oh, that's my third wife. And we honeymooned in South America. So obviously his brain is mush and he's a pathological liar. So you God. can't trust anything this man says. Tom read a portion of her book to Leonard and Leonard suddenly gets upset and asks Tom, what are you doing here? What do you want? So Tom asks him, why did you confess to your wife's murder after 30 some years? And Leonard says, quote, acknowledge it. I'd be a damn fool to acknowledge it. They never found the body. End quote. Wow. August 17, 1987, Leonard dies at age 91. August 17th? Yeah. The day before I was born. <laughs> what if he spirit went into me it the did next it. day? It did it. It did it. Ah! Oh my God. What the fuck? He dies at age 91, alone. His body is buried in a mass grave with other unclaimed bodies <gasps> at the evergreen cemetery the most yeah he died and people are like mm, we don't care we're not gonna claim him we don't know who it is deserved. and sweet evelyn's remains were never truly found mm. oh my god that's i can't believe i didn't catch that but yeah straight up the day before you were his born. spirit left his body and uh, then i was born happy birthday megan <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell and you're coming down like a super baby angel. <laughs> you're going to write a story about me one day. <laughs> <laughs> write about me. <laughs> avenge me. Oh no. We will never avenge you, Leonard. Get out of never. here. Never. Get out of here. monster. Gosh. Wow. That's crazy. It's not nuts. But yeah, that was the first case of somebody being convicted of first degree murder and being charged and sentenced without, without a having a body wow first time it ever happened that's crazy that guy right there i'm curious like i mean back then they don't have the way to test those ashes i know i was like why didn't anybody like scoop them in a pile and we're like yeah. we could do this in 40 years yeah like, like figure out but i mean he obviously did it Obviously, with his behavior and yeah, his, yeah, no, yeah, and like not no sadness of her being gone. I'm just curious if yeah, but I mean maybe no. I'm just so excited to have all her money and live in that house. Yeah, it's like weird, weird. Yeah, weird. his brain was broken. Everybody broke stand. We just tell the stories of the bad people. I know the bad people. They're in the bad place. They're in the bad place. Yeah, but we're in the good place. Now on ABC, nope, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good show recommendation right yeah, there. The I didn't think I was going to like it that much, but <gasps> really? it's so funny. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I finished it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Are you on the newest season? Wait, or are you watching on Hulu? No, I was watching it uh, on Netflix. Okay. So yeah, you got another season to watch. I do. Yeah. Oh, so good. The Time Knife. So the Time Knife. Oh my god, it's so good. such a great show. It really I is love it so much. It's the last season. I'm so sad. Oh, I really didn't think I was gonna like it. Ugh. Thought it's gonna be a Shit's Creek situation. Oh, yeah. No, it really was a banger from the beginning. It really was. It like started off fantastic, mm -hmm. and the twist. I know. I so, know. I want to know what the twist of the series finale is gonna be. Oh God, I don't need. I know. I mean, like, where they ended it, it was like, man, you could have just ended it. And then they, like, kept going. I know. Like, wow. I know. You guys have really good writers and ideas. So good. Who 
who's doing acid over there? <laughs> the same people who wrote The Office and uh, who wrote freaking Parks and Rec. You know, just those people. Y'all need a raise. <laughs> Keep doing what you do. We appreciate you. So, speaking of appreciation, show us how much you appreciate us. Yeah, by uh, writing some iTunes reviews and following us on Instagram at No Thank You Next Podcast. It's a new year, guys. We need new reviews. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We have shorter episodes. Yeah, it's a good thing. These are kind of long. These past two. (laughs) I mean, we talk a lot. (laughs) We have a lot to say. We do. But yeah, tell friends. Write reviews. Follow us on Instagram and keep listening. And keep listening, please. Yes. Please. We love you. Please. We love you. And we appreciate you. So we will see you guys next week for another horrible story. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, can I tell you a really funny story really quick? Yes. <laughs> so we were watching, um, this was like a few weeks ago. We were watching, <laughs> uh, what's the Griswold, oh, the Griswold Christmas mm. or whatever. And we started talking about like who invented Christmas lights. And then we were like, oh, well, he's, <laughs> this is all, Einstein had a house in Florida. And I was like, whoa, wait. Like, Florida was a thing when Einstein was... <laughs> He's all, when do you think America was discovered? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, like, like, it was like a moment where he was like, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> where he was just like, no, give me a date. And I was like, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. <laughs> and then Hamilton... Uh, 1770. What? <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I can't talk to you. I'm just like, oh my god. But truly, I was like stunned. <laughs> Einstein had a home. In that it wasn't like Patagonia. Yeah. <laughs> the earth hadn't come together yet. <laughs> truly lost myself in the timeline of this world you're like i just don't. i don't even i don't know i don't know, I don't even know. like he knew florida like, what? oh my god, oh my god. that's so, amazing but yeah that like, is amazing guys and he's still with me to this day <laughs> truly a remarkable man <laughs> This is my. Is it chicken or is it fish? Because it says chicken by the sea. But is so it like, fish or is, is it, it chicken? Is it chicken? And just Nick being like, Ugh. like, am I? Did I really? <laughs> there, you can't. And then he married a uh, Vanessa. So, yeah. guys, <laughs> my future is bleak. <laughs> but that's like the dumbest thing I probably have ever said. So, oh my gosh, that. <laughs> I've said something way dumber. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Oh, Patagonia. (laughs) Wait. No. (laughs) 
We're going to let that one go. <laughs> My brain slowly disintegrating. Okay. Watch, it's like I'm the one who's like completely off too. And it's just like, it's, no, you idiot. Isn't Patagonia a brand? <laughs> yes. Pangea? Pangea. Is that what it is? See? <laughs> to talk about geography anymore this is not a geography all of it out typography no button type type yeah huh maps 